Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the 15th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Um, we have a great episode for you today. I was so thrilled that he agreed to come on the show because um, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um, it was, of course, Macer. Um, for anyone who doesn't know Macer, he is an Irish contemporary artist, the co-owner of flowstate.ie and most recently um, the owner of studio and gallery Atelier Macer. Um, fantastic chat. We spoke about his start in graffiti to, um, you know, his, his journey in art and being a creative and the struggle and working with Damien Dempsey to do music videos and just an incredible journey. And we spoke about uh, his journey in meditation. So it was just a really um, interesting chat because like if when you listen to the episode, um, I explained to Mesa that when I first heard of him, he was like this Irish Banksy so no one really knew anything about him what he looked like who he was it was just all his kind of art was popping up all over the city and it was really exciting so it was great to actually get to meet him and to explore his mind and he's an extremely interesting character and he's very very he's a lot of depth to him um, so it was good to to, um, to to hear from him so I hope you enjoy the 15th episode with Macer and as always please like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and please subscribe to the First Exchange podcast on Spotify and iTunes. All your subscriptions will help us um, along the way. And any feedback that you have, um, please let us know who you'd like to get on, what you think this show was good, what you didn't like about that show. All feedback is fantastic. So without further ado, enjoy the 15th episode of The First Exchange. Macer, Yo. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. You're a busy man, so I do appreciate Yeah, very, very, very busy. <laughs> no, I'm only up the road. Yeah. Literally top of the road. <laughs> I cycled on the bike and was downhill, so it was Good stuff. easy. Good it stuff. wasn't a bother. Good stuff. Were you in work? I was. Atelier I was up Mesa? in Atelier Mesa, yeah. The most narcissistic name for business. No, it's fantastic. Well, it, well, I actually I stumbled across the name for ages and ages yeah. and ages, right? And then it was like, because it's a multi, how would I describe, multidisciplinary space. And it's primarily my studio. Yes. And so the how would be would be described amongst people like, Oh, I'm having a show in Mesa Studio. I'm going to Mesa Studio. So I just yes. played on that and Atelier means studio. So mm-hmm. it's um the posh version of It's thought provoking. Yes. Well yeah. hopefully. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 doing a great job so far. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, that's rewarding. Well we'll we'll talk about how you got the whole, you know, where you eventually ended up setting up Atelier Macer and, and all yeah. about the, the concept behind it and what you want to achieve and different things a little bit down the line. Okay. But for our listeners that maybe don't know a lot about you, okay. I know you, not personally, but of you, years. Oh, all right. Because I don't know whether you'll enjoy this reference or not, but to me and my friends, you were the Irish Banksy. 
Yeah. yeah for yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah. And it was like, Macer, who done that? Oh, Macer, Macer, Macer. You know, like, mm. so it was this sort of like, who is he? Like, what does he look like? You know, there was this sort of like mystery or mysterious yeah. nature about you. I probably played up to that for sure. Was it intentional, yeah? Um, well, you had to be because, you know, we're talking when, when I started in graffiti at 14, 15. Uh, it was all illegal. Most yeah. of it was. And then you're out painting spots all the time so you have to be anonymous that yeah. carried through then because there was getting like a lot of notoriety the Mesa name uh, a few, good few years ago um, and so I wasn't I probably wasn't equipped for that mm. um, exposure so it was, there was comfort in having um, being anonymous and uh, it played up to the yeah. that cliche mm. Um, so so I went with it. It was grand. So when you were doing your, I, I'm I'm a, such a fan of art and everything Good. that you do, but I'm not, I'm not in the art world. So my terminology uh, might be shite. <laughs> it might worried. not represent it well. But like when you're doing graffiti, when you're doing your yeah. pieces, like are cool. you doing them at night? Are you doing them before working hours to. or? Um, what was you, it? If it was illegal work, yeah, you would do it at night. You would, if you're on the on the train line, you would try and do it during the day. It's a bit quieter, and you can see a train come from ages So you'd just diff, different different ways. If you're doing stuff on the street, it really depends, you know. Yeah. Um, but like it develops on there's a lot of different categories to street art or graffiti. Street art is also sort of a new new word that wasn't in existence when we started, and now I'm, I'm 38, so I started like probably 15. So. It's a long time ago. It's a long it was twenty-three years. That's yeah. a, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> well, <laughs> it I, was a long time. I'm thirty-five, so listen, it's not yeah. about age, but um, in terms of like putting in your graft, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's definitely a, put in that time. time. Yeah. And so, but then I progressed on to then we were doing so those quick installations out in the street at Eagley. Moves on, then you, I had an itch to maybe like express myself a bit more, mm. and so you'd find legal spots like Windmill Lane, which is uh, where you two's recording studios were. Yeah, that became yeah. Um, my stomping ground for a lot of years. I got in there and practiced a lot of pieces and. Develop my skills, go to draw there to be graph jam there called the Bridge of Peace. And we'd uh, meet other like-minded artists and you'd paint larger installations, some characters, mm. and developed on and on and on. And then I always sort of enjoyed art as a kid, you know, dipping in and out of it. So I sort of mm. I, I pulled that together with my graffiti yeah. and started doing more sort of art-related work. Mm. And um, in terms of when you were growing up and when you were in school, were you someone where, like, teachers would go, you've got a natural talent for art and you're like, that's definitely the direction you should go in? Or was it just you were interested in so. it? I think so. I think back to my junior search project. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, but there was... I, I had a very close relationship uh, with uh, Miss Twyford, my art teacher. Like, we're, we're still good friends. Amazing. And uh, she was a good mentor back then. And... So definitely, uh, they let, she may, let me paint on a wall, actually, in the classroom uh, around the chalkboard. Uh, do a little mural there. Um, and I used to show her my graffiti and things like that. She yeah. had an interest in it. Amazing. Um, Must have been nice to have an say, adult that was like, you know, stuff like graffiti and stuff that was saying this is amazing and encouraging it, you know? Yeah, yeah, a bit. Like, now you're shy to show exactly what you were doing. Um, but, like, we had our peers. We had our, in our subculture there, we had our own peers, the people we looked up to. So they were yeah. our adults. And these guys are probably, like, 19, 20 or maybe mm. late, late 20s. But so they were our adults and those are the people we looked up to. So that was all that really mattered within that click. So long as you got respect and notoriety from those people, that was adequate. Yeah. Um, and anyone outside that didn't really matter. And that's and that's probably still the case now with a lot of graffiti, prominent graffiti writers. Like, you don't really give too much fucks about society or what they... Mm. You know, it's a lot of layers to that conversation. But like yeah. overall, back then, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was 
in in school our teacher liked it but still I remember coming up to the guidance counsellor whatever you call them and I was in six year I was doing terrible and we had to drop a few subjects to <laughs> lift up the other ones put a bit of time into the other ones and I think she was deliberating like should I do business or now what was it I was going to drop art anyway yeah. and I was yeah. looking like you are a lunatic like this is the only thing I'm half decent at. I got a C in it by the way I actually did crap in art in, in higher league. level in art in higher level yeah That's I failed fast. the art history and then that brought me down and so I leveled out with a C yeah. um, do you think there's a place for the art history in, in, in art I didn't have an interest in it because I found it very difficult to read mm. and uh, I just I just I just academically wasn't didn't fit into that, yeah. um, into that, whatever the hell you call it. Um, but I just, my brain worked a different way. In hindsight, when I look back, my brain just worked a different way. I processed stuff differently. Okay. It wasn't in this uh, attitude, that Roman way of sitting there in amphitheater, sucking the information yeah. and said, they spread it back out and get your, my, you know, mine's more practical and processed. Mm. That's how I, uh, that's how my memory works. I would memorize something. So that didn't work for me. So then I faulted then with the art history because of it. But I have an interest in it now. And yeah. later when I realized that that actually, it wasn't that I didn't like art history, it's just that I couldn't get it to stick. Yeah, okay, right. I then, you know, through my own interest, going to museums, I discover art that I liked and I yeah. researched that a bit more, as you do with anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like hearing you, you speak, you know, and anyone who, who researches anything that you've done past, present, you know, <clears throat> your work is so you know it's 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 beautiful you know it's it's well Thanks. thought out it's 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 you know again I don't have the art words so I'm like trying to think of emotive. like you know emotive you know <laughs> it, it, and it is that thing where you you see your work and you go it does strike something in you and it makes you think which I well, I suppose good. is a con, you know connecting people there's obviously something there that's very important I imagine right yeah like so I'm coming from painting in a public realm we're painting in a public space constantly so that is without my awareness has had an impact an impression mm. on the purpose of why I paint yes like in that engagement and so that the social engagement you know like you're painting this mural people are going by work every day or going wherever and next thing I've, I've changed the landscape and I became very aware of that and so I become socially conscious then with what I'm mm. what I'm what I'm putting out there um is that a good thing uh, yeah, it as, is. An, as an artist, is it a good thing? Like when when you are when you are creating a piece, do you now have this consciousness where you where you're aware, a little bit more aware of who's going to see it, what it represents? You could fall into those trappings, yeah. Mm. And a perfect example is social media. Yes. You know? yeah, um, yeah. But I can honestly say, if if you say my work is very considered and thought, like I put a lot of thought into the piece. Mm. I could say no and yes. No, because it's coming from an emotional response. So I go, this feels right to do this now. And I always carry that. That's number one. I'll go with that. Yeah. And then when I do it, I look back and be like, oh, that's from an educated understanding of being aware of my circumstances and mm -hmm. environments. So it is a well thought out piece to do as simple as you're alive. But that has come from... I go on, this feels right to do this right now. Yeah. I'm going to do this because I feel as if... Da -da. And in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, that was because of the emotional trauma of blah, 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 blah. And I know that will help other people if I share the weight, yes. the story told, or mm. half, whatever that is. So that's, yeah. you know, and that comes from just, I think, being a creative and being a heavy thinker. Yeah, absolutely. What star sign are you? Uh, Gemini. Oh, 
interesting. Oh, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if I said anything, you were like, oh, interesting, you're a Scorpio. No, that says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Get away with that rubbish. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> In terms of like the years that you spent being um, a graffiti artist, was there any backlash that you experienced, you know, from in terms of, we'll say, community, uh, you know, local politicians, whatever, you know, or, 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 or other artists in your area? Yeah, 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 constantly. Because if you have a voice, you're mm. going to uh, ruffle a few feathers for sure, certain things. But like, if you're true to it, I don't think I'm a very controversial political artist. I've done political work and same again. So obviously like, the repeal yeah, project like was that was because massive, the same thing. Right? It was like, yeah. this feels right. This makes sense to mm. me. I'm going to do it. And then I didn't think it was going to get that response or it would become yeah. the emblem or one of the emblems mm. for that. Um, but yeah, 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 you do. You do butt heads with other artists occasionally and that's OK. But like I've always say, no matter what different opinions, I'm happy no matter what that person's doing. If they're out painting and they're adding to the landscape of the city Absolutely. landscape, go you. No matter how, um, what do you call that when you do that on the radio? Inverted commas. Inverted commas. <laughs> Rabbit ears. Rabbit ears. <laughs> how bad they are or good they are, that's all subjective. I'm happy that just like... Uh, work being out there mm. in place. So yeah, there's competitiveness. I'm naturally competitive, I think, in a p most passive way. Um, but that gives me drive and ambition yeah. as well, you know. Are you competitive with yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm brutally, mm. uh, yeah, it's something I have to work on. I've been working on, my, working on that quite a lot. But yeah. the, uh, I've been very aware of it in the last year or two, the, 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 the tone and the language I speak mm. to myself and how destructive that can be at times. Yeah, so yeah, I really yeah. like working that but yeah that this healthy there's a healthy part of that and then it's a very unhealthy part mm. where it can keep you in bed for the whole day absolutely you know? yeah was that something that it, when you like because obviously you've mentioned that you're 38 so is this something that kind of got to you when you sorry to bring it back up again mixer but uh is it something that like you know for myself personally it was when i turned 30 and i started kind of things started becoming a little bit more apparent to me and i started right. to kind of investigate my own brain a little bit more and i was waiting for that 30 right yeah. and then 31 <laughs> came and what happened 32 i'm still alive person at the party I'm like 33, 34 I'm even 34, 35 things started then to slow then it's like, oh this word purpose yeah, oh okay yeah. well interesting word because the, I ask every single guest that comes in here do they believe in life purpose and do you believe that you're fulfilling it right now I think it's I think we're getting to the stage now where a purpose like where you pose the question of purpose is such a pressure on people mm. because we're all in this like as we're all, I feel like right now, like everybody, like this species is going through this big shift. We're all now like, I think it was survival hundreds of years ago. Then it was like, whatever. And now it's like, we've got all these, we're working up now. It's like purpose. What's my real purpose? Yeah. And people are feeling this real pressure. It's like, oh, you just do a normal job. You're, you're not finding mm -hmm. your, your quest. Your purpose. So I can't answer that because mine changes constantly. Yeah. Um, Am I fulfilling? Am I, if you, what's that other thing that everyone say? Like, uh, there's purpose, but then are you like, are you rich or whatever? Like, you're, I can't think of the other thing that it's all over social media as well. Um, but I, I am think, fulfilling I my purposes, yes, because uh, am I happy? Yes, because I have pure freedom. I get to do what I want to do. Um, I live a great life. Mm -hmm. Life treats me better than I deserve at times. And, 
I'm sitting here with you in the middle of the day, be able to have this opportunity to talk, yeah. like shit talk about me, like class. <laughs> like that's, I'm, 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 I feel very, very fulfilled. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, there's purpose in that. Like I would, if, I, if I was to go sort of deeper down, people are like, oh, you found your purpose. You're an artist, you're mm. a painter. I don't actually think, I think that's the vehicle. I think painting is the vehicle I use for my purpose. But my purpose is to maybe educate and communicate and and talk to the downtrodden man and be, be a teacher of some sort. I feel that's that one of those attributes of me is coming up louder now, speaking mm. louder than it was before. So that might be coming out in speaking here, or might come out in painting murals or my, or my my actions of traveling and painting and motivate artists, younger yeah. artists, or might be me mentoring someone or my experience of mental health and speak about mm-hmm. that. All, that's the role yes. I'm, I find myself falling into now. That's um, very interesting. We had in our early episodes, we had a therapist on who said that her, um, what she's learned to date is that in terms of purpose and and happiness and all those great things that we want to achieve is that you um, learn something no matter what area it's in and that you give that what you've learned back to the community so essentially what you're saying in terms of like being a mentor or an educator like maybe all this stuff that you're learning is going back into actually helping you know the younger generation or a generation that are in need of it I suppose yeah it first started with the murals without me realizing it was saying you're alive or live in love and and it's built on from that Mm. like into now my life or into the studio yeah um, but I just want to talk about the purposing for one more sec, Absolutely. right? Because I hear a lot Take of people talk about it, and I fucking hate when I feel when I feel people's pressure because I can see lost in their eyes. Yes. And I just want to tell them like, being lost is a good thing mm. because you're at the first steps of discovery, yes. right? And I'd rather be on that lost track of going in there rather than sitting on the ground in this a complacent state, a place of like like unhappy contentment like mm. you know that way and then the next thing you know you're fucking 50 something or you're doing something so these people in their 20s or 30s or earlier like being scared and lost that's a good thing mm-hmm. like that's that's you're 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 like your, your, your things are going off in your head it shows that you have a high, you're becoming more self-aware that you have a higher purpose so mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that <laughs> but self-awareness there is the key word right because what about the people who are not self-aware and don't know why they're not happy don't know why things are not working out for them or that they can't progress in whatever area that they need for me it's, it's self-awareness being aware yeah. it's okay to, to feel the feelings but it's the awareness of them that's the key detail yeah. it's like there's these two pills like you know and I see people come to this crossroads like you're going to take that pill and you sit in a comfort life, comfortable life, and all your mates are get married, so you're going to get married, and then, but you're still going to go to the pub on the weekend and da, 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 and complain about your missus. Blah, blah. Or you're going to take this other pill and be scared and try and find this and just go down this undiscovered path. And I keep telling them, like, take that other pill because the reward is so much more. Mm-hmm. Like anything, hard work reaps better rewards like, and that's it that's what yeah. I keep trying to say you know Absolutely. and some people don't like get me wrong either some people want to live that easy life and mm-hmm. are totally happy but if you're str- if you're the person that's struggling with that well then I say question it and yeah you when you were um talking there you said I live a good life and people yeah. li- listening to that will say well of course Mesa lives a good life oh, he's yeah. a really successful artist you well. know got all this going on but what's your definition of a good life like what makes your life so good appreciation like you know like I had a technically oh, rabbit ears <laughs> uh, a better life 
yeah. years ago in the States. I was, I was considered I'd like a, a patron there. I literally mm-hmm. could have lived to a very affluent life. Now, um, what is a patron? A patron is someone who will like patron of the arts. Okay. So all us arts artists are usually broke. And so you'll have a patron, like a sponsor. Oh, like, okay. Uh, that will sponsor you and help you out. So it might help with your studio finances or it might be mentorship, whatever it is. Yeah. That's what a patron is. So I was living in the States, and, but I just didn't find happiness there. So... So what was the question? People are going to say, what about me? That you have, that, that, that <laughs> Macer has a good life and that will assume, yeah. of course, you have a good life because of your successes or, you know, yeah. and what I'm asking is what, what in your um, uh, opinion, what makes your life so good? Because just from, I've only met you in the last like half an hour, I can tell already that you're, you're someone that's not superficial, that you enjoy this finer, the smaller things in life, the, the simpler things in life. Suit, is it? <laughs> no but that comes with life experiences and age and maturity I think and I would definitely like when I was listening to podcasts of Pat he's touched on the same things Mm -hmm. in his 20s he taught these were the goals and ideals of happiness and you get them when they're superficial I don't own a car I cycled here in the rain so I was I was trying to resist from fucking not bopping my head too much. I was listening to Marvin Gaye or something. I was Love like, it. <laughs> going doing this. My girlfriend's going to meet me outside of four. I'm going to potter in the shops and do a few bits. We have to get stuff for hiking. That gives me content yeah. and happiness because if, if 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 I'm juggling a lot of balls at once and everything's working in harmony, I feel real good. Like mm. this, the, the my assistant's up in the studio, an intern there. She's working away doing a few bits. Um. Our flow state company is doing good. Like we're like you know we're we're doing good things with that. Yeah. We're setting up this wellness weekend. One of my best friends, John Belton, who owns a gym. So all, like when I just I don't know it's appreciation. It's a good time. Every, every yeah. everything. I'm not your saying ends. I'm loaded or like people will be like oh that must mean he's rich or not. Yeah. I invest all my money back into my practice. Mm. I could, we are like an independent, and that's one of the other things of the mentorship idea that I want. I want to show young artists that. This space is not does not have investors like other collectives. This is not have arts kinds of money. This is like you sell work, you can make this. It's mm-hmm. up to you how much you want to invest in your culture, and that's what I'm doing. I'm fully invested in it, like you know. So, so let's talk about Atelier Mesa then. Um, while we're kind of on the to- the topic here, yeah. so what way you know? I think with a lot of people who are not sort of into art, they will think that to go to an art museum you need to be into art because you need to understand it or it's only a certain type of person from what I've, I've seen for the work that you've done to date with it and, and what I kind of hear that you want to achieve with it is that you're making it more accessible to people it's it's for, sure. for you know it's for everybody yeah what what is the kind of main main purpose of it this it's it's multiple Layers and be rest assured, most artists don't know what most art is about, <laughs> and most artists don't like most art. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Like I go into museums, I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's I'm not into that. And then I find something that's a trigger because yeah. I'm very emotionally aware. I'm like, that's a motive. I want to discover that more. Mm. Figure out why is that making me feel like that. And I'll also sit with a painting that I think is what I would consider not so good and I'm like why is it I don't like that for a yes. proper understanding brilliant you know? yeah, 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 um, yeah yeah but so the premise of Atelier Mesa started I was living in London um, I'm really bad at dates so every time I say two years it means I don't know when it was right so two years ago fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> decade ago here like <laughs> um, about two years ago I uh, want, I was I was finding the pressures in London a little bit too much for me mm. and uh, so 
long story short, I was thinking about moving back to Dublin, and I was like, oh, fuck, is that going backwards, you know? And I was like, no, because I want to set up a big studio so I can do big, big work, because I was paying extortionate rent for a studio in London that I wasn't really using, and I travel loads anyway, mm-hmm. and I'm always back in Dublin doing something. So I had this, like, extra cog in the wheel that was like, why am I in London all the time? I was just going back and going to the pub and lying on the couch, uh, like watching Forensic Files, like, and that was it. Yeah, that's actually the truth. <laughs> so then I was like... Nacer indeed does live a good life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I couldn't pay my rent in the studio. Um, and then uh, I um, I said, okay, I moved back to Dublin, and what's that? Look like hell, I do it on a bigger space. So I started, like, thinking more about it. And at the same time then... I was moving back. Had I moved back by then? No, I hadn't. I was thinking about moving back, and I went to this place called Phuket Lens in Phuket, and it was like for Christmas and New Year's, and I went to Singapore on my own, just a bit of like self-discovery without yeah. realising. I think I was just exhausted from the session. And uh, so I went there, and I had a really, really good time, and I was meditating. I was not drinking. I was eating like a vegan, not that that was something I was really into because we were training then as well but I was doing meditation mm. and I was practicing meditation previous to that anyway but just all the stuff I just mean very well going I really feel good here like and I, my mind is like like I'm ready yeah. like I'm thinking and I was like I want to ha- I want to inter- so this is a part this is a very important part of my life I'm not just an artist so if I create a studio I want to integrate these other important aspects of my life into this space. Mm-hmm. So that's where it really started as a trigger. And uh, I got a space in town. Was, I first was going to be like one of those industrial estates. I was like, I'll never get anyone out there. Like, we're yeah. late. You can't get me over the Hapenny Bridge. Yeah. You can't get me <laughs> to go out there. So I was like, I'll... Uh, I'll do that. And anyway, I got talking in the gym with John and I yap, yap, yap about everything. I believe people should do that. I don't think you should hold back. Yeah. Like, say it out to the world or what we all say, love to say the universe nowadays. Yeah. Say it, say it, say it. And they'll land on someone's shoulders and they'll go, well, I know See. someone. And that's what happened. And uh, got this space in town. He went around and did a big proposal. I said, look, we don't have the money that this, you know, our current climate yeah. um, compared to cost of coffee or whatever, control. <laughs> but we have, co- we have, we have, we got a special blend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, you know we're sponsored by Costa, don't you? <laughs> I'm drinking it here. Look. <laughs> and uh, so we um, we uh, we did a proposal, got to space, and it was great, and fitted out me and my mates. And so it starts with my studio, and then I was like, what more can we do here? We can... I'd always sort of mentor people without realising that. Now, that's uh, the ego aside when I say that because it sounds a bit ego-y. But, you know, people would ring me like, you've done this before, how do you do yeah. that? That's what I mean with that. So I said, I, can, I could flesh that out a little bit more, but bigger. So that was how we introduced it into space. It can be a, a, a common ground for us to come in. People of the same discipline as me or younger. And show them the shortcuts. And then I want to bring in the things I learned, like meditation, yoga, bring in these things. So I've had loads of studios before where there are like sticky floors from yeah. beer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, you know, just sessions, like the yeah. smell of fags. And I said, like, yeah. it's smoking. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, it's not going to be that now. It's going to be a zen then. Um, so that's what I wanted to bring in. And it just developed on. It's like, well, now I'm in the city centre. I've got this footfall. I'll build out this studio space I want to paint in. And now it can double up as a gallery. So now I can show, instead of just mentoring the guys and girls, I can show them their um, 
I can show that work. And then that, it's just sort of grown legs, like really. Yeah. And it's becoming, because when we talked about it, like you would think I'd want to be this painter, that was my thing. Yeah. As I said before, I think I want to be a teacher, right? Mm. God, I sound like such an ego. No, warrior, not at all. Right? Not at all. But not I'm being all. honest. Yeah, I'm just yeah, being yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, no. I don't have the tools right now. I'm not articulated enough or educated enough to be a teacher, but I'm a teacher of my own knowledge. Yeah, right? of your experience. And experiences. And so I think that's adequate. It definitely <laughs> it's is. Short, absolutely. It's a short, it's a, it's a short uh, um, what do you call it? Like a term. <laughs> <laughs> Get the notes real quick, read it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I have this vision in my third eye, definitely for sure, to see the space where I'm older. And it's all these multiple of activities are going on mm. in there. And it's this mentorship program. It's this gallery. It's... Uh, mental health awareness yeah. it's meditation all this so mm. this is the starting of that I believe absolutely because it already it's starting to become this little integral part of the community you know what I mean and it's it seems to be a a, a, a point where people can there's just like you said there's so much going on whether it's mental health whether it's art it's yeah. different things and I know, yeah and you, you had know, like we just had culture a culture week as well yeah. so you had like loads of stuff going on I up was there. the ambassador of that there this year or the Trailblazer or whatever label it's called for Leinster you know so we had yeah. a lot of footfall there in the studio mm-hmm. and that was great to sort of show and I was speaking about the studio and coming from the background yeah. as well and I think as well people are really really aware um, the, the people are like aren't stupid you can't fool people anymore like if you know this integrity is very important mm. I think you know we can't have to compromise it sometimes because you live in a um, a monetary world where you got to you know, sell yourself a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so long as you have your goals, and I think people can see that that this yeah. we're coming from good intentions. Yeah. Did you did, did you have times along your career where you really had to sit back and go, were you conflicted on like, oh fuck, do I do that, or is that staying true to myself, or because yeah. oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and that still comes up, you know, and uh, that's like something you battle with sometimes, but. Then you're like, oh, you know, you're talking maybe like a project. Like, yeah. oh God, no, this is terrible. But then you're like, well, I'll go well on. I had a shite studio and I was couch surfing for six months because I couldn't pay my rent. Maybe you deserve that bit of Absolutely. money in the pot for a minute. Absolutely. And don't worry, Al, because everyone have forgotten about it but two months later. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know? I've had those, those times as well and I've gone, I had to really assess it and gone, you know, who, who am I concerned about here? I'm thinking about other people, other mm. people's opinion of it. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not fucking not paying my rent. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? like, so don't so mind that. Exactly, only, be, yeah. only be mindful of like, if you're doing it and you're like, why am I doing this again? Mm. Here I am doing this and I bloody hate this. Like, yeah. that's when then you got to do it. So I'm aware of that. I'd be like, oh no, that was like that other gig. You're going to stand up here and you're going to be like this monkey on a show, mm. like a puppet. Like, don't do that to yourself again because yeah. that makes you upset. What on that? Absolutely. Well, what's your hope for people who do visit uh, Telia Mesa and, and they walk away? Um, they come in, like we go, people call in, like a fella called in today, uh, two people called in today and they're just sort of, we're sitting around. like, And I think the general feel is that it's quite homely and very relaxed. It's not a snobby gallery because it's also a working studio. Yeah. So right now there was work hanging out but we're taking stuff down and mm. I'm setting up a photography studio space for people to use to for shoots and creatives want to use it for photography shoots. Um but what would be it it depends on the person really. But like it's an open door and like if it's an open night just come and enjoy it and learn and ask us questions. If you go if you go away learning something about the culture mm. that I'm so invested in. And you can see that, like, this isn't just public art anymore, yeah. you know, that um, we are 
multidisciplinary creatives, mm-hmm. you know, and they're quite like very savvy, ambitious people. And it's really yeah. interesting to when when we look at or when you look at the kind of young up and coming artists that maybe are coming through to you or they are coming for that mentorship, is there a fine line between saying, OK, I can help you in this way, but also you have to be responsible for yourself and you have to do the, the groundwork, really? Yeah, I don't that, that, that conversation doesn't really have to happen because you would subconsciously giving tests, you'd be like, OK, so I need to do that. Now, I'm not going to invest more energy into someone if they're not going to invest it in yeah. back. So you're like, OK, I think you should do that, that, that. And we're like, I've just gave you that half an hour of sitting in here or I've given you this contact for this. If they don't go ahead and continue doing that, well, then yeah. I'll still entertain them for a while and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to put more effort in because you need to be self-driven and motivated Absolutely. in this world right now. Like, And that's yeah. it. You have got your talent and then you have to have your motivation drive. That's just as important. Mm. Yeah. You know? But then there's plenty of people that will nurture more and more and more if I can, you know, like in any way I can because I'll see someone who's works really hard and like they deserve more if I can mm-hmm. give it to them or they'll be on my radar after some opportunity comes up yeah for yourself what's your favorite type of work to do um I keep thinking I'm, I'm I love painting but I don't know if I like painting right now really <laughs> like take... does it invoke something in you <clears throat> no, do you have I'm to get into only, a space this is it create? I'm not in the space and okay. so that's why I'm finding a challenge and my obvious first reaction is I don't like that because that's actually just a fear thing yeah. I need to like I'm doing so many different things that something has to give. Mm. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm not a good painter anymore. I have to then just go, just practice patience. Just let these other things rise above. Yeah. And they'll come down and then you'll get your hunger and drive to want to paint again. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm still painting, but like, I'm not like the machine that I was a while ago where I was just painting and like obsessed with painting. Mm. But I'm okay, I'll be patient. That will come down. It's like... If you're training, I don't know, I'm going to make some crap example now, but uh, <laughs> training for a marathon. Yes. You can't be still lifting mad heavy weights and stuff. You have to let that sit aside or your business might get a bit quieter. You focus and then you focus on the half on the marathon. And then when the marathon's done, you'll put all your energy back into your business again and get that up, you know. Mm. So it's just has to fluctuate. Absolutely. In terms of, because obviously you've had this long career in many different kind of areas and obviously... M- so many experiences along the way and obviously you're saying it wasn't always you know the glory days like there were tough times along the way that you experienced in those moments how hard was it for you to or or did you ever say fuck am I cut out for this like am I am I shite yeah there was times I was crying like crying I was like in my garage and I was trying to do jobs and doing commercial work and the whole idea of doing commercial work was to feed my own little revolution Mm. And I was compromised so much that, like, I was emotionally drained. I remember crying, like, and I was like, what am I crying for, man? Like, you're that uh, drained from it. Yeah. So it's that, and then you're financially broke to where I was like, I need to get a job. Like, yeah. I can't, like, I can't do this. And you're doing little nixers just to get by. Mm. And, but then that's also probably coupled with, like, the educational system and how we're not, we're taught, like, we're not taught finances or saving well I wasn't anyway um, so you're not taught respecting respecting yourself enough there because if you were so you'll see a lot of artists that get pots of money for a job and they blow it yeah. because they don't feel they deserve it because they don't think they are worthy of it enough mm. so you need to coach that yeah. and then you'll be like if you, if you think of yourself worth like oh, I own that money I deserve it and then you might save it rather than like mm. being a destructive habits there's a lot of that in my 20s for sure you know Um. But 
I don't know. Jeez, I waffle on <laughs> No, you don't. It's fantastic. <laughs> it makes my job very easy. It's totally easy. Uh, do, do, you, do you do regrets? Or is it all part of the experience? No, it's all part. I have, I have regrets for the people I've hurt. You know, yes. we've all hurt people. Like, yes. and, uh, yes, so yes. I regret those things. And um, their life experience. Do I have regrets in my career? No, because I've had some amazing opportunities where you'll... Um, I could have been, let's say, stayed in Northwest Arkansas where I lived. And I could probably yeah. have a million quid in the bank, but I wouldn't have had a proper understanding of my own self-worth. Wow. I would have been in this hyper bubble. And so I left that. So is that success? No. Mm. Is this success right now? I've been back here and I'm healthy and I'm just getting to do loads of fun stuff that doesn't yeah. feel like work. That's hugely successful. So there's no way of regrets. You can't regret something because you don't know what way it would have went. Exactly. Like, I was listening to that Gary V guy and something and he was just talking with parts. You know, he's like, you can't say that because then you could have, he, he could have invested in... Um, Uber and his tur- his turnover would have had like Shit. something like 40 million yeah. or something there, right? Yeah. But then he's like, then he could have been over in China and got hit by a bus and dead. So yeah. he's like, you can't live that life. Yeah, like, yeah, the what if. So. I, I really go, I have a loose structure plan, but I'm always like forgiving to let that get manipulated. Mm. So I'm good with like, oh, this is bringing me over here. Well, why am I enjoying that? Okay, let's go over there for a while and do that. And yeah. then I'll open up some new opportunities or... I literally look back at my life and I'm like, I had this notion of this, this, this. And I'm like, fuck, you actually did that. Yeah. Now, yeah. probably loads of other notions didn't come true. But mm. if you put it out like that, all that, all that stuff, like that's, that's yeah, for it's real. real. It's yes. actually real. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's like coming from a normal fan in Dublin, like this yeah. shit works. Yeah. Like just put it out there, think about When's it. When's the book out? When's the it, book coming out? Yap about it and work hard. Like yes. think it and do it. Just think it and do it yeah. constantly, you know? And this is, this is what everyone's saying now. You know? yeah. so I'm saying this just feel as if everyone's like, has this awakening. Yeah, like, I felt like I had an awakening mm. a few years ago. And it was just like, and I literally, everything slowed down. It was like, I was getting so much more done in the day. And that's thanks to meditation. Yeah. All these things, like, yeah, I just had this, like, mad, I'm not a victim of my circumstances anymore. Yes. You yes, know, yes, it's yes, weird. Yes, like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Talk to me about meditation. When did you start? And, um. Um, <laughs> and now we're going to go in the 33-minute okay, chorus so of, we're going um. to go so dead air the meditation <laughs> to stay tuned. <laughs> You just hear a little like Russell, like. <laughs> and then I get uh, meditation the came upon me. Like most things, uh, I think if you're forced into something, you know, like people, I, I actually think a lot of these public speakers just see about this, like, um, um, uh, you know, these what the hell do you call them, like gurus of mm. Russell Brandt. So, like, yes. you're coming from trauma. You're coming from some sort mm. of forced, like. You have to review yourself. And I think that's how I found meditation. I was uh, inherently unhappy at times, like the pressure is depressed, I was super anxious. And super anxiety is a very common thing now. Um, a word, I didn't even know the words. Like I suffered from it like fucking years. I think it's an, a part of being an artist as well. Um, but I was sort of forced into it. Like I just got to the stage where I was just like my mate he's a printer Kieran, big massive fella and like, driving his car and I sit in the car and real dub and I remember going transcendental meditation or something like that you know and I was like I remember those words stuck in my head and I, but he was like going on about how he's like had this awakening yeah and then it was something else and something else so I was really unhappy and I was feeling pressures and very reaction I was reacting a lot to stuff mm. like you know good or bad 
And then so it was literally, I think it was Facebook, this ad popped up, like TM Centre, Open Day and Sunday. And I was like, Portobello. And I was like, oh, I live near Portobello. Wow. Went in and I was just like, oh, this is stupid a bit, but whatever. And sat there and just like, it ticked every box. I was like, yeah, I'm dealing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Why not just do this? And like, you don't treat yourself, Taint. And just why don't you do this? It can be a little like secret or whatever. Yes. You know? And uh and that's it. Like people need to be more, treat themselves more, be selfish in a positive way. I say yeah. that. Be selfish mm-hmm. and make time for yourself and have your boundaries and all those things. Would that be uh, one of those things in your life where you're like, um, I'm extremely happy that I made that decision to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. I swear, it was such a shift because I relied heavily on the physical fitness. I felt good when I went to the gym, yeah. right? And, but it didn't facilitate my other needs. I'm going to sound very heavy on I say like my spiritual needs mm. or my, not that I'm, I practice spirituality or anything like that, but there's other needs you have rather than just feeling physically good, like those yeah. endorphins. So m- my mental and my, my brain muscles needed to be stimulated as well. Yeah. And this, this like that coupled with the physical, like the meditation coupled with the f- uh, physical training, I was like, oh yes, this gave me perspective as I could step back and look at myself a bit mm. more. It's weird, yeah. you know, it's like, it's TM, it's called Transcendental Meditation. And it's a little bit different to, is, is, um, the process is, do you get a word or something? Yeah, or you meditate on the yeah. word? Okay, right. It's all a bit like hush-hush, you know. <laughs> it's, it's David Lynch, that he's... Uh, David Lynch he, is like, the man of it, yeah. yeah, yeah and that's yeah, why, yeah. like, I, I practice TM, and I haven't been practicing it that much now, because we're doing this other meditation in the studio. But yeah, this, there's David Lynch, and there's Russell, what's his name? Russell Brand, is it? What's the guy that... They used to be on MTV. Russell Brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, he packs yeah. it. So I'm a bit like, yeah. oh, when I say TM at 11, I'm like, oh, these crazy motherfuckers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I like the representatives of it. But they're also hyper intelligent men, you Absolutely. know, and yeah, yeah, they're yeah. successful in, in what yeah. in what they what they what they do. Um, but yeah, it's just it's another form of meditation. Yeah, that's it. Simply. Have you always been um, in terms of like? Have you always been healthy? Have you always been physically active and working out, or is that something that came uh, later in life? <laughs> <laughs> like don't like no. <laughs> I think back to like good to hear, good to hear. 16, 17 going to the gym going yeah, for a pumps, a pump on roll over <laughs> doing all that for years yeah. yeah and then I was like okay you're not really progressing here and then you'd have like great times where I was training loads and um, but then coupled with heavy drinking and yeah. smoking and but all the other things, you're like, yeah. you know, and then it just started destroying my brain a little bit too much. And it got to the stage where like things had to change a bit and it's taking responsibility, you know, mm. that was it. And that takes a long time. It wasn't a, an Eureka moment and I still have my blowouts. Don't get me wrong. I still yeah. have a good, good time. But it, uh, it did that, that moment is a, it's just been a complete shift now. Mm. I'm enjoying being sober, like are you are sober. Like enough, no, I'm being like being sober like during the week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I don't mean, come on. Like, but yeah, you know what I mean. Very much your weekend hungover is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like not being hungover the weekend, and it's I used Mondays. to think, like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Like yeah. this whole bloody weekend's dragging out. Yeah, and. I enjoy getting up and doing stuff now, you know, and that's been the case for the last few years. And that's thanks to like John, a trainer, mentor, yeah. good friend. And, you know, you are you're a, a product of the people you're hanging Absolutely. around closest. And I would have found myself hanging out with maybe people who weren't too beneficial for me, like, you know, at times, as we all do. 
Yeah. And I still dip in and out some of mm. friends, you know, and uh, so it's just having a balance and know what's right for you and like mm. and not beating yourself up. Like if you want to go have a good time and go away with the lads for the weekend, I'll do that. Yeah. I won't kill myself about it, but now that like I was just away there actually in Portugal with the lads. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not gonna drink till the end of November. <laughs> We were honest. Yeah. Do you believe in balance? Do you think balance exists? Uh, yeah. In what, in what way? What do you mean? Like, because some people say, oh, it's all about balance, all about finding a balance. And a lot of people that, you know, maybe are career driven or are creative or different things, they're like, balance doesn't exist. You know, that it's it's impossible to get a perfect balance of the right balance of work, of social, of partners, of, you know, yeah. whatever ba- it is. Maybe they're trying to, they're trying to like, they're, they're making the balance as one structured thing. Balance can change every day, mm. every week. You know, you can have like eat five, eat healthy five days a week, eat crap two days a week. My balance might be like eat healthy six days a week and yeah. maybe have a bad snack or else I've just been training for the last three months really hard. So now my balance is I'm allowed to eat crap for next, I'm on holidays for next month, eat like crap. There's no real balance, but balance comes down to like happiness. If you're getting frustrated, or yes. annoyed with yourself, well, then you're off kilter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need to just reevaluate it and get checked. But I always keep telling people just be patient, like, stop putting these mad pressures on yourself, yeah. You know, cause is that are you talking from a uh, personal experience yeah, there? Yeah, for right, sure, okay. for sure. It's like, and the meditations taught me that. It's just like, yeah. if I'm lost in the gun smoke and you're in the frenzy, you're like, I need to find my purpose, or I need to be more balanced, or I need to stop doing this. Mm. You're in this frantic, I need, I need, I need, and you never get to, but like, if you just be more patient, yeah. the the opportunities and the, the things you need to find will come up in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because we're inter- integrally built to just search and have purpose and run towards it. But I'm telling people like, have that step back and it just gives time to evaluate. It's just mm. like an argument, you see people arguing, see that person quiet. They're not. They're just evaluating and taking in and listening to everything. Yeah. So I say that to people: listen to yourself, like mm. as well, and then. Well, it's the logic in it, isn't it? It's like when you're calm, and like somewhat centered. You know, you can just your perspective changes on everything. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's that sure. thing of even you know people making decisions when they're frantic. You know what I mean? I have to make this decision. Yeah. Like, and then you're spending eight hours doing something like, oh, well, I should have just tolerated this for an hour rather than exactly. executing something for eight exactly. hours wrong. Yeah. And exactly. that's it, yeah. I just I just feel a lot, I just, I really, uh, I'm at the moment now, I have a lot of empathy for people. I'm just feeling a lot of the pressures mm. and, like, it hurts me to h- hear that and I just want people to, you know, be, like, we've got plenty of time. Yeah. You know? You do actually, you do strike me as the per- a person who's extremely empathic. Is that something that you, you've, have you always been empathic? I don't know where that, like, empathy has come from or anything like that. Um, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> but I, my you... heart hurts. I have a big heart. I, I think that, and like that heart, like as a younger man, didn't know what to do with it. So mm. uh, we were taught to. We're only thing we were taught was anger or frustration. Mm. And now that like I've dismantled that, it's actually made it more like of an like an open wound a bit. So it's like yeah. more susceptible. But there's great rewards at that too. I can be a very, very loving, loving person and. Give give my all and more, mm-hmm. and I think from being a visual artist, your role is you have to be very aware because you're responding to your environment, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel as most art is. You're responding to environment, and that's what you'll execute a piece, whether it be a painting, yeah. sculpture, or video. 
So I think that's where a lot of that comes from. And I just see a lot of stuff and like something from, let's say, someone that's the struggle is quite uh, interesting to investigate rather than people who aren't struggling. Mm. If you think about it, like, let's say socially or economically, like you're not going to be inspired by someone who's really rich living up in Pentas. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm going to do a painting of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it to you then, you fucker. But you probably want to do more that person on the street yeah, and what's their yeah, story yeah, and yeah. I know and that and I've investigated that and it's mm-hmm. found me in Mentroy Prison trying to look at that and the homeless crisis wow. 10 years ago right, with yeah. Amy Dempsey projects there so yeah this I think I don't think I'm alone I don't think I'm anything special that I think as a visual artist that's yeah. something that we are Amazing. You touched there on one of my favorite people, Damien Dempsey. And I yep. know you recently put up on your social media a, a throwback a to a video that you made from him. I had no idea that you'd done you, oh, well, you my music. music director and all, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> what have you not done? I know, yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about that time, because like, what an artist to get to like work with. Yeah, so that was like, I was listening to his music. It was a voice in my ear that was definitely um, a voice of reason. You know, when I was struggling, there was a time there. I remember one time I was... I sort of kicked out of my gaff and I was walking in the dark line and I was really struggling and I was lost and he was literally the voice in my ear you know and uh, it was listening to negative vibes <clears throat> and um, yeah like that with many other occasions listened to him and he just it was so relatable that then it got to the stage where I was like I want to how can I do something with this like use my skill set mm. and so it was as simple as I love to take his words and transcribe them onto the walls of Dublin. And so I had the opportunity to meet Damo in Grogan's and I've never been so nervous actually before. Really? Oh my God, it was a fucking, like, it was actually, it was so embarrassing, right? So I went in, oh, <laughs> into on, Grogan's go on, go on, go on. and I was like, I walked through and I was like, fuck, fuck, he's not here. Like, what will I do? Okay, I, you know, I'll go to the jacks yeah. and I go to the jacks. <laughs> Such and a thing you do. Yeah, I can just go, go to the, the jacks and like, sit in the ball for five minutes. <laughs> right? So I was like, okay, I got to jacks. And if any lad knows Grogan's and go open the door, just like this skinny little bit, right? <laughs> Where you get to get into the jacks. And so I'm there like that and I'm squeezing through this big lad squeezing and like face to face and I look up as Damon Dempsey and I was like, fuck. And so then I stupidly started introducing myself to him like in this really like, intimate space. And he was like, I'll see you, sorry brother, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. And uh, went out, but I was trying to present the idea to him right? and I was so nervous because I was so passionate about it. I yeah. knew I could foresee that this was going to be great, that there was sweat dripping from the, the tip of my nose onto my laptop keyboard and I was like oh my god you can see that like this is you know and uh, so I told him the whole idea yeah and that was it it was as simple as that and I did a little photoshop gig and uh, showed him some mock-ups because I think that the love yourself today one is kind of that's, the one that most people yeah that's his most famous like, like you go to yeah. his gig yeah, that's what you're shouting like yeah, you know that's what yeah, you're singing yeah, yeah. And, uh, from your belly so yeah I've done I've I've, I've uh, done stickers of that and I've done some prints with it and stuff like that and yeah so we did it back in 2009 and took a lot of his words and wrote them around the city mm. and it was a great journey yeah, and uh, um, it resulted in an exhibition down in Smithfield where we raised money for the sound community got the medical van and uh, all very organic. There was no overheads. Like, so if someone bought a print, 100% of the money, I'm sick of these charities where people are like, oh, we're donating our money. Uh, what is the profits? And then fucking 
way at that. Like, that's such bullshit. Yeah. Um, so anytime someone bought a print, fully went to us. So we got, like, a beer company to pay for the venue. or No, the venue gave it for free because everyone's given the time for free. Yeah. Christy Moore paid for the framing of oh, the yeah. pictures. The, some of the pieces that I made were literally made out of my wardrobe. Like, we broke my wardrobe apart and, like, painted it and turned it into a canvas. Like, Brilliant. It was a deadly great time. Yeah. Like, and that's when I saw Dublin sort of come together, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Be- community. Community, that's, that's it. A community we should spirit. play that yeah. now. Like. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, then uh, long story short, I built up a good relationship with him. His management loved me. Yeah. Um, because they're like disguised like free they? PR, <laughs> like come living writing his lyrics all over Dublin. Yeah, and then, brilliant. And it was on Six on News and all that. So they asked me then, would I be interested in a music video? And I was like, T- I'd never done one before, mm-hmm. but we'd played around with fun music videos for DFA Records for Shit Robot. Um. So they must have seen that. So yeah, they asked me to shoot a video and I wrote a little whole script of it out and got my mate Al Doyle to be the producer on it. Brilliant. A very, very small budget. Videographer friend, Albert, friend, friends played the characters and it was, yeah, for a music video busting out of here. And it was yeah. literally like a, a, a journey that I had done. Mm. And it was a physical journey but also a spiritual journey, you know. Yeah. And a journey that me and Damien have shared before, mm. going out to hope to go swimming in the sea. Went up to the top of uh, the hotel head there. We stood up there on a windy day. So it was, and then the environment at the start of like troubled kid in an environment where either your dad or someone's given out like it was all without me realising I was doing it because it felt right yeah, and then yeah, I look yeah, back yeah. and I'm like oh fuck I did that because of that like, yeah you know, yeah it so. all starts the, the dots start to yeah. join up yeah, yeah it's yeah, interesting you know, right so, yeah yeah so, it's really cool any, any um, interest or hope to do that in the future to go back we and do music we were talking about videos? revisiting it's 10 years next year so um, we're talking about doing that again yeah uh, next year um but we've got to see, like, you know, life gets in the way a little bit. Um, the the city as a landscape is changing dramatically every day, as you can see. Mm-hmm. So you're literally, like, I don't know where it can actually paint. Yeah. We, we painted, like, 14, 15 murals back then, t- like, 10 years ago. I don't know where you can paint now. Um, so it's because it's for the, the average eye, you know, you look at right, painting, graffiti, the whole lot, it makes the city look so beautiful, so interesting. It just invokes such good spirit in everybody. Yeah. Why would they not make walls and space available for artists to create on? Um, yeah, because it's not really the nature of street art, though. It's like we are the scrappers. We try and mm. find our spaces. Um Yes, they don't. Any time they try to curate stuff like that, it's usually just as rubbish. Is that like, because the control is taken away from you? Or, maybe that's yeah. it. But like we find our own spaces. But then you know, if you actually look at the the architecture of our city, it's primarily Georgian architecture. Windows all over the thing, and then the new builds yeah. are like glass. It doesn't facilitate the way, like say in America, go up to states as blocks. So you've yeah, got these big yeah, empty. Yeah canvases everywhere we don't really have that here in the city it's such a congested small city now so space is definitely a commodity um, that we would be down on the the pecking list to get you know so but saying that everyone's still fighting the fight and out there painting and steadily to see you know in terms of your own kind of hopes for the future where do you want to be and like you know I, I don't want to be like Tell me where you want to be in ten years, Mason. But like in general terms, like what what, what kind I of hopes? See? Yeah, what what hopes do you envision for yourself? Where, where do you want to see yourself going? Business, career, personally. Really, so business, career, life—they're all integrated into one. Mm. They're very important. One feeds the other. 
and harmony helps. Yeah. So if I'm doing great in business, but not doing great in my family life, let's say that's not good business. Like, mm. you know, it has to all feed each other. So I see myself if I, in my ideal um, in, let's say, five, ten years, lots of things moving at once without me actually having to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> the dream. No, but like, see, like being able to paint and have, I work to have freedom and free yes. time. And so maybe you work to have money to have that freedom to give myself more time to paint. Yeah. But I want to have a family. I want to have the time to invest into that and yeah. not, um, so I don't know, but I, I envision, yeah, a house with my lovely wife and mm. kids yeah. and, my practice um, busy and I'm showing work across the world and mm. being showcasing uh, showcasing Irish talent and being just as motivated and as healthy as I am now. Absolutely. And a bit, little bit of a morbid question, but it's my favourite. Oh, yeah. How would you like to be remembered? Oh, I don't know. Like, I, I can't answer that. What you do you mean? To. Like, what do you mean? Like, you if me you were gone in the morning, God forbid... Coffee table like? book. <laughs> <laughs> loads of all my, yeah, loads of pictures from Instagram. No, like, oh, so you're talking like legacy there. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. men love legacy, don't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, during my 20s, still feeling as if I was going to live forever. And that's why destructive manner, mm. like destructive habits. Um, but, yeah, you definitely want to leave a positive impression um, on your place and the people around you. So... To, and be a mentor, I think, yeah, to whether just to inspire and motivate people in a very, very localized ground level way, though. And that can be just from like me and my girlfriend or yeah. me and my mate in the pub and be like, my actions would motivate them to be better. Mm. And I don't get me wrong, I'm not preaching. I still have fucking a lot of learning to do. Yeah. And I'm looking at those people too. I'm looking at friends. I'm like, I want to be more of you. So be inspired by them. But I'm still on that journey, you know. So I'm, I'm yeah. not fully sure, yeah. Amazing. Well, this is a good answer. It's better than most people <laughs> give me, to be honest. Like, a nice person. <laughs> um, but that was amazing. A good insight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But before I let you go, so we have Atelier Mesa that we spoke about, but you yeah. also have Flow State as well. Yeah. What is the idea behind Flow State? So this is with John, who owns Number 17 Personal yeah. Training. And Adrian Murphy, okay. uh, his fiance, And... Um, they are, I would consider, like, some of my best friends. And um, it was Adrian's idea. We talked about how could we work together in some capacity. And I'm always talking about integrated lifestyle, yeah. amalgamating things together. And so, and because I believe in my healthy body sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> gives me a healthy mind. <laughs> Monday healthy, to Friday. <laughs> yeah, healthy, healthier thoughts. Yes. Productivity, better work. Yeah. So, like, how there's definitely a connection there. So, we're talking about it, and then Ada was like, Oh, she came up with the idea of the yoga mat then. Because I talked about there's just simple crossovers, and I was like, Art and the yoga mat, and yeah. we do it like that. And then we can do it like limited edition prints, so you can hang it up on your wall. Mm. And um, so, it was, it was that, like, plus more, you know. And um, so, she was really like the hard worker there. Like, she, she really did all the research, stuff like that. I had the name in the back of my mind from something before. It's, I'd read it somewhere, something like that. Yeah. This flow state, this, this state. It's a great spot. Yeah. It's a sweet spot. Mm. And it's a rare time you get in. It's where the pressure isn't too much, but you got a bit of pressure. I'm talking painting-wise. And you're just, you got this flow of painting. And it's like, whatever I do, I can't make a mistake. Mm. And that's also then with training, you know. You've yeah. been training. You're, you're, me and Dee were running the, the half marathon there 
two weeks ago and I was like struggling, struggling and I found that sweet spot in the last 5k. I was like, thank fuck, it's there. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like, woof, it was yeah. like rhythmic. We just went. Yeah. So that's what that is. And like, that, I thought it was a, um, a good name for the Absolutely. For the, for the and this, the design that's on the yoga mats, it, that's your staple sort of signature some of the, print, Yeah, like it? they were based on like the idea of centering yourself and the graphic mm. with that, like, you know, and then colour is very emotive and evokes certain stuff and high energy and that's sort of what we want to do when we want, we want to go onto the mat. Yeah. This is a, like a mat where it's not just yoga but meditation, like anything really and a mm. piece of art on the wall. So it's a high energy but then also very centred and that was sort of the concept behind that first draft of designs and there we did one and it did very well it sold out and now we're doing another one's going to be uh, out pretty soon Amazing. um and yeah we've, i've loads of ideas so we'll keep just doing yeah. them and see how it goes but it's an organic process we're doing it because we enjoy it and seeing where it goes and that's it yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Best of luck with it. It's very, very cool. And uh, obviously, you were talking heavily about meditation. You do have meditation with what is the guy? Connor, a Connor. good friend of mine. We've known each other from the session days <laughs> back in the Berna <laughs> Shaw. And he moved to Berlin years ago and we stayed in contact. And he's a meditation teacher now. And oh, brilliant. Incredible man. And uh, and his group is, is centered around men. It's a men's meditation. No, group, we we have the, we have a boys club. Then we, he did this thing in Berlin. He lives in Berlin called yeah. the Berlin Boys Club, and he does that. And getting men together to talk about in the in a space of talking about masculinity, whatever mm. those things are, the pressures, the anger, whatever it is. So we did one of those. But then he does these meditation classes, which we would host in the space. Yeah. And me and Dee are doing them every Tuesday now. Brilliant. And uh, it's a it's a workshop meditation class to help you understand it and practice it. So um, mm. yeah, they're on every Monday, Tuesday, and then Saturdays uh, of the month of October. We're gonna see how it goes. It's all sold out already. So yeah. it's like incredible that we've brought a hundred new people to meditate. Mm. That mad. That's like, incredible. It's fucking deadly. Yeah. From the we started it two months ago and we did it with just ten people. See how it goes. Mm. So we went tenfold yeah. within a month. So there's a need there for it and a want. Now, I don't know how many of those hundred are going to continue meditating because this is a hard practice, but maybe they'll tell their friends more. So it's mm. sort of a movement that I like to be a part of yeah. or encourage. And Do you find that with people, it's the first step. It's just making the, the decision in their head to go, I'm going to go. And yeah. then once you get there, that's the hard part, Stone. You've and got not beating yourself up if you don't do it. So going mm. to the gym, like it's hard to go to the gym sometimes, but you feel good when you do it. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up when you don't go because it's like, it's a reward. When you do it, mm. you should be like, you're very good now you did that. And I fair play yeah. to you. Fair play to uh, you. Know, so, uh, <laughs> um, so it's it's coaching, it's it's changing that language that we talked yeah. about to yourself and um, being just more m- mindful. And mm. and it really, like when you, when, you, when you flex that muscle more, it's like... The depth of awareness is incredible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, how's me singing on my bike cycling down here? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the Marvin Gaye though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much. Have you You're anything welcome. else coming up that we don't know about that we didn't uh, touch on? I can't on? remember now. I'm going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For what? Food shopping? No, what are we doing? I'd uh, like to no, know what mates are eating We're going to go day. get a book in Hodges Figgis and then Dee needs to get hiking boots because we're going up to Scotland to do, uh, climb a mountain over there Brilliant. I can't remember the name of it I call it Ben Everest but it's the highest uh, <laughs> it's the highest mountain in England so we're going to go do is that Is this a new thing now or have you always been into I've mountaineering? I've always been into hiking and stuff right. like that I was in Patagonia there last last January and did Fitzroy and stuff like that did Kilimanjaro a few different things me yeah. and Pat must be like related in some way I'm telling 
telling you, I wish I got both of y'all last week. Back in hell. Fine for the microphone. <laughs> we were, what were we talking about with Pat? He said something. And he, he was like, "Don't talk about that." Oh, he was talking about um, psychedelics. He was oh, going right. into like a little bit. Of, oh, he's doing a little bit of reading. I was like, mm, "A little area you're going into, you know, the yeah, psychedelic." Yeah. We're starting to see it now. You know, people are starting to do the ayahuasca trails and different things. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I smoked time. the DMT before. How'd you get on there? It's good, yeah. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at my... I've had a couple of friends who smoked it that are just like like I needed to do this like yeah. my whole perception of everything has just shifted now and it didn't I didn't have anything that revolutionary like but it was cool it was like yeah. a new experience and I tried did you do it in a setting where it was like you meditated and then there was like good lighting and no yeah very chill environment uh, Juliana who'd done it before um, invited me to do it and she sort of coached me through it like yeah. you know so it was, yeah, it was good crack did it call you a lot of people say that that it kind of calls you no, I think my tolerance is too high. <laughs> <laughs> and ending everything there, yeah. say no more. <laughs> but have you have you ever done ayahuasca? I haven't. No, I haven't done ayahuasca trip. I'm still on on the fence about that. Like, I, yeah. I don't have the urge or need to do it. But if the opportunity came in front of me, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's sure. a weird one. Because I think a lot of people are like kind of just jumping on the sort of. Uh, psychedelic spirituality train and I, for me personally I find it really fascinating but it really shouldn't be something that you just decide like I'm just going to head off and do ayahuasca I mean, yeah, and who train. are you doing it with and where is yeah. it and you know yeah, it's like quite a sacred plant and everything but yeah for yeah, sure for sure it is. but listen thank you very much for coming in I wish you the best of luck me. when's your next marathon uh, I've only done half now we're going to do a marathon oh, next year marathon. and do some triathlons and stuff brilliant. like that brilliant yeah. so yeah we've Hardcore. Before the knees give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much for coming yeah, in. I really appreciate it. You. Great chat. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed you. it. I did, I did, I did. Macer for episode 15 of The First Exchange. <laughs>